Hi, Barbie. It's Barbie. Just kidding. It's Shannon. But you already know that because this is just like other girls and I, as always, am your host. Also, I did want to say, if you are a fan of the pod, if you like listening, you can also now watch on YouTube. That's right. Just like other girls now lives on my YouTube channel. I am, like I am everywhere else, at Shannon Fiedler 13 So go like, subscribe, do the whole thing. That's a fun option if you want like a little visual moment to go with the podcast, but you can also continue listening where you're already listening. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about today. What I'm here to talk about today is what is nothing short of a cultural phenomenon or um, phenomena. I actually don't know if it's phenomenon or phenomena, and you would think an English degree would teach you these things, but it doesn't. Anyway, I'm going to go with phenomenon. We are here to talk about the cultural phenomenon that is Barbie, the film that is undoubtedly the movie of the summer. And yes, of course, there's also Oppenheimer, which is in its own right a film of the summer. But I do think culturally Barbie is having the bigger moment. And I mean, box office alone tells us that it had a bigger weekend. But like, who cares about those stats? I don't know if I do. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Regardless, whether you saw the movie or not, you are aware, unless you live under a rock, that Barbie is happening and it is touching so many different parts of culture, and it's having a moment, and it's amazing and wonderful, and we're here to talk about it. Uh, I should say at this point that there are going to be many spoilers in this podcast. It's a podcast about Barbie, so if you came here thinking there wouldn't be spoilers, then I'm not quite sure what you were thinking. But if you haven't seen the movie yet, don't listen. Go come back. Listen once you've seen the movie. I'm I'm here to talk about it. I'm going to definitely spoil some things and nobody wants a spoiler. So this is your big hot pink alert, spoiler alert, not to continue if you haven't seen the movie and don't want to know what's going to happen. But if you have seen the movie or if you just don't care about spoilers, which like to each their own, great. Here we go. I went to see Barbie on Monday night and it came out, I guess, Thursday, right? Like that's when movies, I guess technically it came out Friday, but like you could go see it on Thursday, whatever. It had been out for a full weekend and I went on Monday and I still had a really hard time finding a showing that had tickets for me and my three friends. And so the first thing that I want to say about this movie actually has very little to do with the movie at all, but just I'm so happy to see people getting so excited to go to the movie theater. I feel like for the most part, we only get these sort of like big blockbuster must-see events when it's part of something that we're already familiar with. You know, like it's a Marvel movie or obviously last summer Top Gun had this, but that was a remake. Um, and and I mean, to an extent, I guess both of these films are actually part of that in some way. Like Barbie is based on IP. You know, it's not original IP. There is... There is um, something that we're drawing from that people already have an affinity towards and love. Oppenheimer is a biopic. Like it is, it it is drawing from historical, it's a historical story, right? So people already kind of know what they're getting into. So I guess neither of them are like technically net new, but they are not part of a franchise. They are not a remake. They are not a sequel. And they're both having this massive moment. And I saw someone saying on, I don't even know where the other day they were like, do you think Barbie helped Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer helped Barbie, they both helped each other, it didn't make a difference. And I definitively think they both helped each other because it made going to the movies this weekend so much 
of a bigger thing that everyone was excited to do. Like, I feel like most of the time when I go to the movies, it's kind of more like, oh, we have nothing to do on Thursday. Why don't we go to the movies? And what's even playing? And sometimes we don't end up going because we're like, oh, there's nothing really playing that I want to see. I bought these tickets two weeks in advance. And like I said, I had a hard time finding a showing that would accommodate me and three friends because this was an event. It wasn't just something to do. It wasn't just I need a date night activity. It was something that people were really looking forward to. And I think the like stark contrast, obviously, of like hot pink Barbie and like a movie about the atomic bomb, like very different vibes. And because of that, then there was something for everyone. So it, it I'm just happy. Like this felt like such a celebration of film this weekend and, and going to Barbie. And when I was leaving the theater, there were so many people coming in and they were dressed up in hot pink. And then there were all these other people in line for Oppenheimer. And it was just, it was so fun to see the movie theater feeling so full and lively and not just like this vestigial structure that some people go to every once in a while. It felt it felt like a really important moment for like how we move forward with blockbuster films and and making sure that not everything is like straight to streaming. Because look, I love streaming. I, I watch a lot of stuff and I like the comfort of my own home, but there is there is something about seeing something on a big screen, obviously. Like we all know that. And I think this weekend just reminded us of it. So this movie didn't even have to be good for me to appreciate what it was. Luckily, the movie was very good. The movie Barbie was just like truly a joy to watch. It was pure fun. I mean, the visual masterpiece. And I I mean, like this, the art direction in this film is outrageous. Like I have not seen such a beautifully world built movie in a very long time. And I feel like a lot of times now there's something also interesting about this. Like I feel like Barbie's still dealt with like, you know, some not so happy themes, you know, of patriarchy and death, you know, like there, it wasn't just like, la, 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 Barbie, but it did so in like a really upbeat, fun way that left you feeling like hopeful and joyful, where I feel like a lot of the big blockbusters these days, and especially the ones where we're like taken into other worlds, they're very dystopian, right? Like you think about, like, I like Star Wars a lot, but like you look at a Star Wars world, it's not beautiful. It's amazing. It's impressive, the world building, but it's like an arid desert and everybody is like wary of everybody else. Like Barbie land was just a utopia in the most fun, feminine, exciting way. And it was just like frivolous. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like It was just brilliant. It was beautiful to look at. I loved how pink everything was. I actually, I'm having a bit of a moment right now where I'm being like one of those people who is like, I liked the band before it was cool. And I don't like this about myself, but I do have to be honest here that like I've had a little bit of a moment where I've been like, okay, all for things being pink, all for there being more pink in the world. I love pink, but I just like want, I like pink is my thing, (laughs) which sounds so stupid to say out loud, but I mean it. Like I have always like self-branded as pink. Um, and I just like, I just don't want people to think that I'm walking around now living my best pink life only because I'm following the trend. You know, like I like literally like pink notebook. And then what do you know? Another pink notebook. And I mean, I went on a bachelorette. I was the only one who got a pink hair clip, you know, because I am the pink one. This is my giant 
a massive gallon water bottle. It's, what do you know, pink. Sorry, a little hydration break while I had it out. I, like, I'm obsessed with pink. Like, when my friends and I were like, should we wear pink to the theater? A lot of my friends were like, oh, I don't know if I have anything. I was like, I have 19 options that I could wear. But when I put aside my, like, stupid cool girl, like, oh, I have to be different, whatever, like, which is literally the point of the movie is not to do that. So let me practice what I'm preaching or being preached out a little bit. But my point is... I've gotten over it, and I'm now just excited to see pink everywhere. Like, there's more pink things for me to buy, and Lord knows I love buying things that are pink, so I'm excited about it. But Barbie Land was just, like, a pink dream. And I just, again, the movie could have been terrible. There could have been no laugh lines. There could have been no point to the movie. And I still would have enjoyed just looking at it. And I think that that was something that the film succeeded in, I mean, obviously, it, it created such an incredible, immersive world that you want to be a part of. Like, I want to go to Barbie land so badly. Um, so, like, the visual feat of it all is just, oh, and the costume design. Like, whoever designed these costumes should win the Oscar, like, 100%. Like, first of all, every single outfit Margot Robbie wears as Barbie, I want to own. And I want to wear and I want to do my hair the way that she does her hair. I literally looked at one of the pictures of her and I was like, that's how I want my hair to look for my wedding. And I like Googled it and screenshotted it and sent it to my, I was like, I need my hair to look like this. Um, I just loved the styling of her. And I mean, okay, maybe I don't need like the hot pink cowboy outfit for my real life. I don't necessarily know where I would wear that. But like all the dresses she wears in Barbie land, I'm like, I literally want every single one of those. And like you know, the bows and the accessories. And it was just, I wanted to be wearing all of those clothes and what the other Barbies were wearing too. Like I just, it was such a beautifully art directed, composed, designed film in every single way. The film is also very, there are moments of pure brilliance in this film. And sometimes that's a comedic line. A lot of times, the things that I found the most exciting about this film were the subtle nods that Greta Gerwig put in that pay homage to the toy. So one example that like hit me immediately is she comes down to her kitchen and she opens her refrigerator. And on one side, there's all these plastic curtains that are already pre-opened that have nothing in them. And on the other side is just like a decal of like a full fridge, which is what the toy looked like. And that moment, like, they don't call it out at all. You might not even notice it if you don't, like, happen to be looking. I, I don't know if I was looking for it, but, like, it would be easy to miss. And I was, like, brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. Like, and then all of the things that they they show, like, they just feel so true to the source material. And that is something that I have so much respect for. I... I actually really hate when people are like, oh, we're doing like a film or a TV show. It's a remake, whatever. It's inspired by something that already exists. And then they really just like take the names of it and run free and just like break all the conventions of the universe. Greta Gerwig stayed so true to the rules of Barbie. Um, everything she mentions is a real Barbie or a real Barbie toy. Like there's that moment where like Ken is throwing all her clothes out and America Ferrera is like, these are archival. And I just loved that. I loved that they were showing Barbie through the ages and like really just paying 
homage. That's the only way I can describe it to the toy itself. And I think the toy is something that was beloved to many of us. So I haven't had a Barbie in a long time, but seeing it brought me back and it was just so fun and visceral and just clever, beyond clever. It was really brilliant. Um, I also thought like another really good moment of that was when she goes into the real world. Again, spoilers. I, I said it. So I'm just saying it again. But when she goes into the real world and they have to get her back in the box and then they show them using those like twist ties to put the Barbie in. Like I remember the agony of those twist ties. I don't know. Like I remember getting a Barbie and all I ever wanted was to play with it like immediately, obviously. And getting the Barbie out of the box was such a physical experience. And I just remember, I will never forget my mom because she said it like literally every time and I had a lot of Barbies. It was like my favorite toy. But she would be trying to take it out of the box and she'd be like, what do they think? She's trying to escape? And then to see her like literally trying to escape in this scene in the movie, I was like, oh my God, so smart. Like they didn't have to put that in. They could have just put her in the box, but they they paid such attention to detail and they called out things within the universe that... Like, I would have never questioned Beach Ken, but that became such a big part of the film, Beach Ken, you know, and like, that's his job. That's his personality. He's Beach. Like, that is hilarious. And I had never thought about that before. So what what they do in this this movie is they take things that you're so accustomed to that you like almost gloss over them. And then they show you, wait, this is actually what that is and why it's weird. And what's brilliant about it is they do it with the small, funny details like Beach can, but then they also do it with the larger message of the film. And I think that's like sort of that duality of there's something really fun happening and then there's something really meaningful happening is what makes this movie feel potent and poignant. I mean, the film in many ways is pure camp. Which, of course, it's camp. Like, you're going to a movie about Barbie. If you don't expect it to be campy, I don't know what you were thinking going in. Like, it is pink and high heels and camp. I mean, like, when they go into those dance scenes, the scenes where the Kens are dancing in their, like, war was bananas. It was absolute banana land. Barbie land to banana land. Like, it was nuts, but in the best way possible. It was so freaking campy and fun, and I just, like, that was my favorite part of the whole film was just like watching this scene and it was just so unbelievably entertaining and just like there were so many so many moments of that where it was just campy like so I just I don't know I loved it and I was there for the camp so I could I could see where if you weren't there for the camp if you were expecting something different like when they go from Barbie land to the real world and they're like on the astronaut like it's just silly And I think what this film is trying to remind us, whether it does so successfully or not, I guess is a personal question, but I think what it's trying to remind us is that you can be silly, but also be deep because that's kind of what the film is. The film is goofy, but it also has a message. And it's interesting that the film is such a, duality in that way because part of the larger conversation is like women are always required to be a duality. So this is something that I actually 
I think is an amazing message and it's something that I talk about in my act and it's something that I've dealt with in some of my own writing. But this idea that as a woman you have to be so many contradictory things at once and because these things that you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be so many different things, because they contradict each other, you actually can't be both at the same time to the right degree and so you're always failing someone. And I think Barbie is the exact right conduit to tell that story. The idea of the doll. The idea of the doll is that she could do anything. Like they've said in all of the press junket before the strike started, like Barbie had a house. Barbie had a car. Women couldn't even have credit cards at the time that Barbie was there. And she was out there saying, I could be an astronaut. I can live on my own. I can be my own person. And it was subliminal almost, right? Like it was Barbie's car, not Ken's car. They weren't coming out and saying like, Barbie owns a car, but by making it hot pink and calling it Barbie's car, they were instilling in little girls the idea that, hey, you can have your own car someday too. And she was doing all this. So she was doing all of this amazing stuff for women. But then on the other side, there's this idea that I remember seeing once if Barbie was a real person, she literally wouldn't be able to stand up because her boobs are so big, she would fall over compared to the rest of her body. So there's also that like unrealistic body image or idea of women having to be perfectly perfect all the time. And Barbie, the doll, is both of those things. And... So some people love Barbie because she's inspiring and she's fun and she's got these pretty dresses and there's nothing wrong with having pretty dresses. I love having pretty dresses. You know what I mean? Like I, that is something I've, I've always been a big proponent of is that just because something is feminine doesn't make it unvaluable or silly. And Barbie is a good example of that. But then there are people on the other side who are like, how can you promote a doll that wants to wear these frilly dresses? Like, she should be doing this. So people have very strong opinions on either side about Barbie, which is exactly how people feel about women. So that's why I think that this, telling this this message through the story of Barbie, that's why I think it works so well. I will say, and I am going to give a slight critique here, Sometimes I wish the messaging was a little less heavy-handed. Not because I wanted there to be less of a message, but because I wanted myself as an audience member to have to get there a little bit on my own. Sometimes I felt like the message was sort of just stated out loud, very, very plain spokenly, and I wanted to come to that conclusion. I wanted to realize something through watching this movie. And I think I just like got a little lost in in some of the messaging and I felt like it was maybe a little too much and they could have made the same points in a subtler way. And perhaps at least I think in my experience, it would have felt more meaningful if it had been a little subtler and a little bit. And, it, you know, that's an interesting thing because there's nothing like subtle about the the visualness of this. So maybe the whole movie is like maximalism. And so that fits into it. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that because I think there were a lot of things that that were so brilliant in their subtlety, both in the jokes and the nods to Barbie and moments of the messaging when you were like, oh, wow, that is interesting. Like the first time she sees the old woman, the old woman at the bus stop and she's like, you're so beautiful. And she just kind of leaves it at that. And then the woman says, I know, which is like, very funny and charming and like a wink. I got so much emotional feeling and depth out of that moment 
so much more so than when things were fully explained to me. Now, the one thing I will say about this, though, is that I do think that this movie, Margot Robbie said it in one of her press junkets, again, before the strike. Um, this movie is for everyone. It is for adults. It is for kids. I mean, you can't tell me it's just for kids because the amount of 30-something women I saw flocking to the theater, it, it's for everyone. And I think it is for men and I think it is for women. But I do think it's a show, it's a movie about Barbie. Like there's obviously going to be little girls in the audience. And so part of me wonders if the explicit nature of the message is because of that. Because Greta Gerwig knew there were going to be little girls and she wanted to make sure that they heard the message loud and clear. So that's that's my one thought. That that was really my only criticism of the film was that I wish it had asked me to do a little bit more. Um, I also, the one thing that I wanted more of was I wanted more of Barbie and Ken in the real world. Like that fish out of water. Like I wanted more of that in the story because I, that was some of the funniest stuff. Like the moment when Barbie goes to take the drink and she's like, I'm not used to that having anything in it. Like I wanted 10 more of those moments the like fun and games of it all. But I also at the same time loved being in Barbie world, Barbie land, because there was just so much excitement visually and, and it was fun to see this other world. So I get why it wasn't, but I was kind of like, I could have used a little bit more of that. Um, the, the acting in this film across the board is just unbelievable. I mean, look in my mind, Margot Robbie can do no wrong. She's just like a goddess among people and she nails it. She absolutely nails it. She is such a talented actress. It, it never ceases to amaze me how incredible she is at what she does. And as a producer and all of that, like, it was really amazing. But as much as I loved her in this film, I have to say, Ryan Gosling, man, he just blew it out of the water. In so many ways, he just, like, steals the show. He is so good and so funny, every facial expression, every look to camera, every body movement, every way he delivers the line. And don't get me wrong, Ken has some of the funniest lines, so that always helps, but he just nails it. And like seeing him do that like goofy dance and like song number, it's just, it's so fun, especially because like we know Ryan Gosling, he's like, you know, and I mean, I guess we all knew he could dance from La La Land, but I, I just... Every time he was on screen, I was delighted. This obsession he has with horses. Like, he just finds the things in the script that are so funny and just, like, brings them to life in, like, this unbelievable way. Um, and I think Ken is actually a very, very important character in this movie. And I think that this movie, it's interesting that they show a patriarchy and a matriarchy and like somewhere in the middle, they kind of land on like it really, there should be space for Barbies and Ken's everywhere. And I, I think Ken's character growth is actually just as important as Barbie's. And I liked that even though he's just, and Ken. So I liked that quite a bit. I also, Michael Sarah as Alan, like, first of all, what a funny character, like what a funny idea to add. Like, Look, I, like I said, loved Barbies. I had a lot of Barbies. I had a lot of Kens. I've never even heard of Alan, okay? And, like, I knew it was very clear to me from the beginning that everything Greta Gerwig was showing was, like, true to the source material, for lack of a better term. Like, she was only using things that really existed in the Barbie-verse. But I, like, literally had to be like, wait, is Alan real? Because, like, who had this toy? 
And I just thought that was so funny and well done. And like, of course, you had to have Mermaid Barbie. And I mean, the celebrity cameos in this, like Dua Lipa and John Cena as mermaids, like so funny. And it was just so clever. It was so clever. And again, all of the actors, all of the other Barbies, America Ferreira, the little girl, I don't know the actress's name and I should look it up, but she was outstanding. What a great actress she is. I think we're going to see a lot more from her in the future. She was so good. But I just, I loved it. I loved the celeb cameos. I loved, it just felt like a movie for the audience, you know, like, and I appreciate that. It it really, it delivered on everything you wanted it to deliver on. And I thought that was really, really special. Um, I will say I thought that the best, um, I will say one thing that kind of confused me too was like Will Ferrell's character. Like, was he a good guy? Was he a bad guy? I, I like really couldn't tell. He was hilarious. I loved seeing Will Ferrell and his role for whatever reason, his role for whatever reason reminded me of Buddy the Elf, which is obviously my favorite Will Ferrell moment. So I loved him. I also like think it's funny that he he's also like the CEO or like the bad guy, real guy in the Lego movie, isn't he? Which is just funny that he like kind of has this, I don't know, maybe it's a type, maybe he's being typecast as like toy CEO. I see it. You know what I mean? I do. Um, another thing I will say, and I know I said I was going to give all the spoilers, but I'm not spoiling this because in case you did not heed my advice and you haven't seen the movie and you're listening anyway, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but the last line of the movie is the funniest line of the movie, brilliant way to end the film. Like it is perfectly led up to in that moment. Like there's just enough hints as to like why that would make sense. Like it appears a couple other times in the film. It's such a reversal. Like you you think she's going to go in for a job interview or something. And then it's, it's something so simple and mundane, but something that she never had. Like I just, I laughed out loud. I thought that was like the most perfect end to this film because it was campy it was funny it was unexpected it was still like very about being a woman I just I just thought it was absolutely perfect and while there are so many perfect moments in that film that one to me just like stands out as the absolute absolute best there was one other thing that I thought was interesting was that there was almost two competing messages in the film Um, There was the message about what it means to be a woman and this duality that I feel really strongly about. And then there was also this other message about being human and not having the best day ever and dealing with death and sadness. And there's that whole thing about like being human is feeling all your emotions. And I think both of those are beautiful messages and they both make a lot of sense for a movie about a doll. However, I didn't, I wish they like intersected more or something because I sort of felt like the being human message came out of nowhere at the end of the movie. And obviously there were hints to it, like with her thinking about death and like she's having the best day every day being unrealistic. And like when she sees the old woman and says, you're beautiful and and wants to feel all of that. So it wasn't like completely out of nowhere, but I, I don't know. I did feel like there were almost like two different messages happening and I kind of wish that they intertwined the two a little bit more uh, or went with one. That was just one thought that I had. But I just, overall, I thought it was so much fun. I I loved, 
I loved the camp of it all. Like Lizzo's song is so absurd and silly and goofy. Like when she's like, K is for cool. Like it's exactly what it needs to be. And this movie, I think, hit its tone, nail on the head. Like you go in, you have a good time, you laugh the whole time, you're visually stimulated, you think a little bit about, you know, you you hopefully feel something, you get a little bit moved. Um, I don't know. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What an all-star cast too. Like I just love any movie that can bring together so many people, but in a way that doesn't feel... It never felt egregious to me. Like, it made sense to me that all of the Barbies were people that I, like, loved and respected, right? Like, it it never felt like, oh, they're just putting every famous person they can in this. No, I felt very much like, oh, like, of course it's the, of course Dua Lipa is a mermaid. Like, that just made perfect sense. Of course Issa Rae is president. Like, I get it. Like, it was just fun. Um, I also thought all of the Kens, like not just Ryan Gosling, but all the Kens were really funny and did a really good job. And there's there's so much to love about this movie from the hairstyles and the costumes to the female empowerment messaging, which we could always use more of in this world, to the nostalgia of Barbie. Like, I love that they sort of, they paid a lot of attention to like Barbie of the 90s, which is when I played with Barbie, obviously. And I'm sure there were nods to like more recent Barbies as well. I haven't played with one in a while, but I felt like so many of the, like I think, I could be wrong, but I think the version of the dream house that they use is the one that I grew up using because I know she's had multiple iterations of her dream house. The New York Times actually did a really cool visual article on it that's worth looking at. But anyway, it just felt so nostalgic and charming and I loved that. And then it was also just like funny. There's no other word for it. Like it was funny. The lines were funny. The actors did a good job delivering them. More than a good job. They were outstanding. I Like it was just, it was so much fun. So I, if you haven't seen it yet, I don't know why you listened to this podcast episode, but if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. I know I'm going to watch it again. Um, I went to see it with friends, but I know I'll watch it with Pat and just wait until that last line because it is my absolute favorite moment of the whole film. And I also think I'm going to catch on to a lot more in the world building, world building, excuse me. I think I'm going to catch on to a lot more because I started to notice that there were little like Easter eggs almost in the background. Like, okay, for instance, oh, Kate McKinnon, I should have mentioned, she's just so freaking funny. She nails it in this movie. And I love the addition of like Barbie who's always in the splits with like a haircut that you gave her because... I've played with my Barbies too hard. Uh, Unfortunately, I did also do that to my American Girl dolls when I was younger once. And uh, American Girl dolls are a little more expensive than a Barbie. So my mom was not too pleased about that. But the makeup does come off your American Girl doll if you're wondering. But anyway, Kate McKinnon has this map of Barbie land and of the real world. And I just know, I just have this feeling like if you paused on those maps, you would find funny little things. Because you can tell by the way that they're designed that there's like some funny stuff in there and there's all these screens in the background that like often are playing horses but are also playing like funny things so I'm excited to watch it again and like catch more of the references and more of the like Barbieism of it all because I love that kind of stuff so I'm excited for that too and I just I just love that it created this cultural moment where we're all talking about the same thing and we're all wearing hot pink and I yes I do love that I'm gonna stop being a brat about it I love that everybody's in hot pink and I love that everybody was at the theater and I love that there was just just such a we're all connected about it like it's a shared experience and that's what pop culture is and so I'm excited to have something like that 
I just, and especially one that's catered towards women. Again, this movie is for everyone, but I feel like nine times out of ten, a blockbuster is for everyone, but catered towards men. It's an action movie. It's a war movie. To have this one be about Barbie and be the cultural moment that it is feels really awesome. And I love that. As always, I am Shannon Fiedler. This was Just Like Other Girls. Catch me wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube, and I will see you next week.